Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. This week, we have updates for accounting firms engaged with crypto companies, amendments coming from the IASB for foreign currency effects, and really what would be an episode without some sustainability updates. So Matt, let's jump right in. Yeah, thanks, Adam. In light of recent controversies and financial uncertainties within the crypto sector, renewed attention has been directed towards the various entities involved, including accounting firms that have been engaged by companies operating in the crypto asset realm, particularly those associated with crypto asset trading platforms. Certain crypto asset trading platforms, along with other stakeholders within the industry, have been actively showcasing their relationships with accounting firms that were engaged to conduct reviews of specific aspects of their operations, often characterized as audits in presentation. However, they are not audits and do not possess the same rigor and comprehensiveness as traditional financial statement audits. Consequently, claims of precision between non-audit arrangements and financial statement audits can be very misleading and inaccurate. Non-audit engagements might not provide a level of reasonable assurance expected by investors when they hear that word. Concerns associated with these characterizations have been highlighted by the Commission staff and the PCAOB. A statement from the SEC was issued and was primarily directed towards the accounting profession, especially those entering the realm of non-audit services for crypto asset clients. Yeah, and it's essential for accounting firms to assess the content of statements issued by itself or its clients pertaining to the scope of work conducted and the methodologies employed. Inaccurate depictions in these statements could potentially render the accounting firm legally liable. Such misrepresentations might invoke provisions within federal securities laws, specifically in cases of fraud related to securities offerings or trading activities. Individuals also providing substantial assistance, either knowingly or recklessly, to a party violating provisions of the Security Act or the Exchange Act may also bear some liability. Instances may arise where an audit firm finds itself exposed to potential anti-fraud violations due to misrepresentations by its client regarding the nature of non-audit services. In such circumstances, it is recommended that the accounting firm consider a noisy withdrawal or a public dissociation from the client or escalate the matter directly to the commission. With a focus on preserving independence, accounting firms must be attentive to any actions that could potentially convey a mutual or conflicting interest with the client or compromise their status as unbiased for those situations where an audit engagement may be on the horizon after non-audit services were previously provided. Accounting firms need to assess whether because of these preceding engagements, they meet the applicable independence requirements. To reiterate, engaging in advocacy or lobbying activities on behalf of a client during an audit engagement raises questions regarding independence and objectivity under Reg SX. So moving on from crypto, Matt, I believe you have some updates, though, from the IASB on foreign currency accounting, correct? Yep. Jumping right into fiat currency. The IASB just recently released amendments to IAS 21, the effects of changes in foreign exchange rates that will require companies to provide more information in their financial statements when a currency cannot be exchanged for another currency. These amendments were in response to feedback received over diversity in practice and accounting for this specific situation. 
These amendments will require companies to apply a consistent approach in addressing and accounting when a currency cannot be exchanged into another currency. This includes uh, the associated disclosures and exchange rate to be used. These amendments will become effective for annual reporting periods beginning on or after January 1st, 2025, but early application is permitted. And it's funny because the timing of these amendments comes right on the heels after Argentina devalued its currency. So we expect this amendment to be relevant in the current macroeconomic and climate. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of climate, any sustainability related updates this week? Of course. How could we go a week without some movement here? So a couple things to cover. First up, the International Auditing and Assurance Standards Board, or the IAASB, recently gave the unanimous thumbs up to the draft International Standard on Sustainability Assurance, ISSA 5000, the general requirements for sustainability assurance engagements. This development now propels this draft standard to the public consultation phase, slated to kick off this month and run through early December of this year. And the timing couldn't be more crucial, with an ever-growing global demand for transparent corporate reporting and disclosure on sustainability, ESG, and climate-related information, the IAASB has stepped up to the plate with a groundbreaking proposal. They've been hard at work crafting this proposed standard, and it's aimed at boosting confidence in sustainability reporting, aligning with recommendations from IOSCO, and aligning with the efforts of other respected standard setters. This includes the likes of EFRAG in the EU, the ISSB, and the Global Reporting Initiative, or GRI, among others. So what's the buzz about the ISSA 5000? It's not the new Terminator movie. (laughs) It's not. It sure sounds like it, though. Well, imagine a comprehensive and standalone standard that can be used for limited and reasonable sustainability assurance engagements. It's designed to be versatile with applicability across a wide range of sustainability topics and can be used with various reporting frameworks. And here's something that stands out. This standard is profession agnostic, meaning it can be embraced by professional accountants and other experts who are diving into sustainability assurance engagements. But the excitement doesn't end there. Nope. The IASB is taking their commitment to a whole new level. Not content with just releasing the draft, they're gearing up for an array of events that promise to provide deeper insights. Look forward to a series of engaging roundtable discussions and a host of immersive events, both virtual and on ground, set to take place across different regions. And they're doing this in collaboration with other esteemed organizations, ensuring a comprehensive and informed consultation process. And lastly, on the sustainability front, we're actually picking up a story we previously discussed on AM Now centered on climate reporting requirements currently in the legislative process in the state of California. This week, the California State Assembly reconvenes in Sacramento for its final 2023 legislative session. In the upcoming weeks, legislators will debate on two key climate reporting bills, Senate Bill 253 and Senate Bill 261, aimed at furnishing insights to consumers, investors, and other stakeholders about how companies are addressing the financial ramifications and potential opportunities arising from climate change. To remind you all, Senate Bill 253 seeks to obligate all significant public and private enterprises operating within the state of California to divulge their greenhouse gas emissions across their operations, supply chains, and value networks, while Senate Bill 261 aims to mandate the reporting of climate-related financial risks. If ratified, these bills would establish the first climate disclosure policy in the U.S., Estimates suggest that Senate Bill 253 would encompass over 5,300 companies, while Senate Bill 261 would impact more than 10,000, highlighting California's standing as the world's fifth largest economy. 
This legislation would complement international standard setting underway or currently finalized, including the IFRS's ISSB, the EU CSRD, as well as the impending federal disclosure rule we're waiting from the Securities and Exchange Commission. One key difference, however, between the SEC proposed climate rule that we're awaiting and this legislation in California is the applicability to both public and private businesses for the California mandate. Yeah, thanks, Adam. It only made sense to go from Terminator to California, right? (laughs) But although numerous large corporations have been voluntarily disclosing climate information, these bills, like most other climate and sustainability reporting standards setting and rulemakings, are an effort to ensure consistent, reliable, and comparable information. This legislative endeavor is driven by the escalating demands from both consumers and investors seeking comprehensive information on companies' strategies for risk management and sustainability. A noteworthy backstory to these bills involves the 2022 setback when a prior version of SB 253 narrowly missed passage. However, this year, both bills have successfully navigated the state Senate and are now poised for consideration in the assembly, signaling a renewed push for meaningful climate-related legislation. Support for these bills has been rapidly gaining momentum this year, with several companies such as Microsoft, Ikea in the US, Patagonia, and others penning letters of endorsement to lawmakers. We will follow this one over the next few weeks as developments in the session continue. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.